This is Performance Deliver, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. Today, we're going to talk about what you should be doing online for your business during this time, during COVID-19. Here to speak with me about the topic is Rob Farron, who is the co-founder and partner at Flying V Group, a digital marketing and advertising agency with offices in Orange County and Phoenix. Rob started Flying V Group four years ago after he and his brother were frustrated with their current corporate jobs. Rob's passion lies in helping other businesses harness the power of the internet and uses it to grow their business exponentially. Rob is an avid writer and loves contributing new pieces to the Flying V Group blog and other internet marketing content websites. Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Stefan, and and uh, really appreciate you having me on the show and pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you. Well, before we go into the, the main topic, let's let's learn a little bit more about you. How did you get started in advertising? Sure. My first go-round, I was always inclined with marketing and really enjoyed marketing during uh, schooling and university. And uh, after I got out of school, uh, my first real deep dive into marketing was with a tech startup. Um, so I ended up being the marketing director there. And, and we were a really lean team. Uh, so I was wearing a bunch of different hats, uh, whether it was web design, press release writing, social media posting. So really got to kind of dive into every different every different aspect of digital marketing and advertising page strategy as well. And uh, that's really where I where I fell in love with it. Just the uh, the dynamic environment that digital marketing creates and the advertising components from an analytical standpoint. Always been a numbers guy. So love looking at trends and adjustments that we make to ad campaigns and seeing the results. Uh, so that's how I got my start there. And then uh, shortly thereafter was when I started Flying V Group uh, on my own with my brother and uh, have been going at that ever since. Great. So did you did you work in an agency before or was it... I mean, you said... I did not. Through? Yeah, okay. I did not. So yeah, it was actually... It was a tech startup. Uh, we were doing uh, cryptographic bit splitting uh, software secure uh, data security actually. So uh, we were taking users' data um, from different corporations and making sure that uh, not only was the network secured, but also that the data was secured as well. So, so pretty technical stuff there, which also I think has played really well into agency work, right? Especially with the SEO work that we're doing, uh, Google advertising, because that becomes very, very technical and and very analytical as well. So, um, but yeah, it wasn't at an agency prior, um, but that was working for a corporation, like I said, tech startup, um, and and just wearing a bunch of different hats there that then fit really well into agency work because obviously, you know, when we're coming in with digital marketing and advertising strategies, uh, there's a lot of moving parts that that mm-hmm. go into those strategies that we're creating. Yeah. So obviously this is these are difficult times at the moment for for everyone, for for individuals but also for businesses. Some are heavily relying on people visiting their brick and mortar stores, others are selling products online only. 
but their products might not be in, in, in a strong demand at the moment. A third group of business might actually be benefiting from this pandemic. As an advertising executive, what general advice would you give business owners? Doesn't matter what group they belong to. Sure. Yeah, we've really taken this opportunity to encourage not only ourselves, but also clients to focus on focus on pieces that they might have put on the back burner before, right? Because what we've found is regardless of what industry we're in, uh, it seems like we have a little bit more time on our hands, right? And so we've said, hey, this is a great opportunity for you to take a step back, identify some uh, areas of improvement that can be made, whether it's marketing, whether it's accounting, finance, right? Different areas to really tidy up and improve your overall just business structure. From a marketing standpoint, you know, we've, we've really encouraged clients that ones that maybe have had to close their doors to get creative in terms of ways they might be able to outreach to their uh, clientele or their customer base, whether that's uh, video marketing on social media platforms, or if it is writing that ebook that you've always wanted to write, but you haven't had the time. So we're looking at investments now that you can make at this present time that are going to pay dividends, you know, hopefully when things start to start to normalize a little bit. And I think this could really go for any of those businesses, you know, whether you've seen uh, dramatic losses, whether things have kind of stayed the same, or even if things haven't, uh, necessarily gone one way or the other, and you know, even may have even improved. There's still, um, you know, there's still that ability to hone in on on what you want to focus for things that maybe you haven't done in the past. I know for for our own agency, you know, we've blog writing has always been important, but we've been slacking lately because client work has has ramped up. Well, now we've lost some client work, so let's get back to how we were moving before this, and then. Uh, podcasts as well. You know, this is something that not only am I trying to participate in other podcasts and great shows like this one, um, but we're even considering options to start bringing hosts on, creating that additional content uh, with that available time and, and in some cases, available resources that we might have at our disposal as well. Yeah, obviously, I mean, as I mentioned, it, this is this is challenging for for any business and the business that hopefully don't have to close. They they might have the owners, the employees might have more time on their hand at the moment than they had before. A couple of things you mentioned don't really need money or, or financial resources to be done, right? Right. You can write a blog post that's as a question of time. You can write an ebook that requires you to do some research, creating an outline and sitting down and writing that. What you're basically saying is at, at this point where you have probably a little bit more time, use the time wisely, invest it in, in, in areas that don't cost anything from a right. Yeah, you're yeah, you're exactly right. Because a lot of times as an agency, when we're working with clients, we're coming in and it's not that maybe the client can't do what we're doing, uh, but they don't have the time, right? So mm -hmm. that that happens a lot with like social media marketing. Like social media marketing, you know, hey, at the end of the day, consistent the consistency is important. Um, but but you know, graphics and writing up good copy, especially if it's the owner, let's say, writing that, they have the ability to do that. It's just a lot of times they don't have the time, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so now we're encouraging instead of you know relying on an agency like ourselves, you know, there's different things that you can uh, handle internally because you have time at 
extra time on your hands. And so, so yeah, that's exactly what it is, is how can I uh, use what I do have at my disposal, which right now might not necessarily be extra marketing funds or advertising funds, but uh, you, time is a currency as well, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where we're encouraging business owners and clients that we work with to get creative with how they might be able to invest in their business without it always being a monetary investment, right? Um, I think think people, they always associate an investment with with dollar signs, but uh, there's a lot of other ways in which you can invest in your business that will pay dividends. And and now with that time, uh, use that time to create, use that time to uh, reach out. It might even be using that extra time to go and reach out to those customers and ask for testimonials, you know, different pieces like that, uh, mm-hmm. that can really start to elevate your business and separate yourself from others when they might not be doing anything different at this time. You already mentioned a few activities that the businesses could do, you know, during this time. Um, I think you mentioned blogging, podcasting, obviously. What other activities would you recommend doing at the moment? I think video has already made uh, a really big dent just from a digital strategy in general. Um, but I think any way that you can even further invest into video content as well, um, I think would be hugely beneficial. Um, you know, you talk about, I've, I've even mentioned, you know, back a couple years ago, I just put together some real quick, like tutorial type videos, uh, that was, it, it helped me to show our expertise and how, uh, we think through problems and how we attack certain instances. And, you know, you record that nowadays we have screen sharing, um, and screen recording technology at our disposal to where you jump online, create, if it's a tutorial, you take that tutorial, plug it into YouTube, right? Add titles and descriptions. That works from a search engine optimization uh, standpoint, online visibility and things like that. So I think those would be creative ways. Or, or like I said, I even mentioned the testimonials earlier, you know, trying to schedule schedule a, a screen share uh, with a customer and and just talk about, hey, what has your experience been with our business? Or how have we helped you? And and that's content that will be useful, not just today, but a year, two years, three years down the road. Um, I go back to those YouTube videos and a couple of them have you know four or 5,000 views and are just constantly churning out more and more views every single day. So the video piece, obviously, was always big and, and was getting bigger. But I think even more now, especially when we consider to just kind of the remote nature that our lives have have uh, mm-hmm. taken on now. Um, yeah, any any investment into video and video has always been a very engaging platform. And and now, too, it doesn't even have to be high quality you know, production value either. I mean, there's still a lot of value that can be provided just by jumping on your computer, turning on your webcam and and sharing your thoughts or sharing your opinions or, or showing, hey, we did this for this client. This was beneficial. Um, I think anything you can do in that video space would be would be hugely beneficial during this time. Yeah, you just took away what I actually wanted to say uh, in regards of to production value, right? It, I, I think you're absolutely right. It doesn't require a proper studio with all the fancy cameras and, right. and someone that later on polishes the video to make it great. I mean, right. authenticity is, is, is probably much more important 
uh, when it comes to those things, whether you share information, um, ideas, or whatever it is you you put out there, I think that's that's much more important than to polish it off at the end of the day. I I completely agree, and especially you know right now with with COVID nineteen and this pandemic. I even laugh at the number of uh, individuals that are actually participating with video now during during conference calls, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. we were always having conference calls prior to uh, this pandemic, but now you're seeing the video piece. People, everyone knows you're at home, right? Everyone knows you might be working from your couch. And that's okay because there's still value that's provided um, during that conversation, right? And now instead of, you know, just having that communicate audio communication, you know, you have that video communication and that just opens up all the different platforms for you to distribute that content as well. And with the fact that video is obviously a very, very um, engaging piece. So yeah, I found, I found that to be interesting. And, and yeah, I, I agree. At the end of the day, yes, is production value nice? But I mean, I've seen I've seen million dollar funnels that just use iPhone video recording testimonials and and they work great because to your point, they're authentic, they're real, they don't feel overproduced and overhyped and all those things. So uh, yeah, I think there's a ton of ways, and you don't even have to you don't even have to buy new new equipment or anything like that. Bust out your iPhone, record that, jump on Instagram Live, right? Share your thoughts and opinions there. Um, there's just so many avenues at our disposal. And so we just, you got to get a little bit creative, right? You got to sometimes step outside of your comfort zone as well. I think that's a big piece also. Yeah. I want to briefly go back to the blog topic. Obviously not everyone is a, is a writer, right? And then people might get turned away by the thought was, well, I have to sit down and think about a topic and how do I structure this? I, I have to come up with pieces that need to go in there. Do you have a suggestion for people that, that have that issue on how they still can collect information, but without having necessarily to sit down at a, at a computer and, and hammer in their thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's starting with what you're comfortable with, right? I think it's something that it can be a learned skill and something that you can improve um, over time. But also, too, there's no, there's no right or wrong length either right like we hear a lot like okay for a blog post to be effective you know it needs to be x amount of words long which which yes longer longer articles tend to have more information in them but at the end of the day i mean it could be something as simple as you know a daily thought or a weekly just a tidbit on um, information that you found that you think your followers or uh, your customers might find beneficial you know uh, you look at Twitter, Twitter is based off of 160 characters, right? And it's that bite-sized information that you can disseminate and uh, allows you to distribute your thoughts pretty quickly and easily without, you know, having to sit down and worry about writer's block or, oh, I haven't hit 2000 words. I got to <laughs> fill in a bunch of fluff type piece here. So I think that's the piece too, is find, finding different mediums as well. You know, uh, LinkedIn, we've found lately to be really effective, uh, just LinkedIn posting, you know, to where it doesn't have to be a long form blog article. Uh, you know, I've seen people share a couple sentences with their thoughts and that's generated hundreds of likes and comments and started discussions. And those discussions begin to lead to discussions with potential customers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think the social networking channels, um, those are ones to find find some that you like and enjoy being on and 
and you know they're they're not as big of requirements as writing you know a highly researched blog article or or uh, um, a thesis right so so yeah i think it would be finding a medium and then just like i said you know you're not going to be perfect from the get go i'm still not i'm still working on the way I write, the way I speak, but you know, you'll get more familiar. And as you start to do and try different things, you'll, you'll identify what you like. And, and generally what you like is what you're good at too. Um, you know, and you'll just start to discover new opportunities in that way. Yeah. I think one thing that, that I always find uh, is, is helpful for me and, you know, talking to some of our clients, uh, when when they explain this issue to them is have a voice recorder with you. I mean, your iPhone can be or, or yeah. your Android phone can be a voice oh, recorder. Yeah. When you have ideas, when, you know, sometimes when we are not sitting down at a computer and, and are kind of staring at the screen and it's like, oh my God, what am I going to write? What am I going to write? When I'm, <laughs> when I'm just outside, you're on a walk or you're in a kitchen or wherever you are when the you know, creative juices to start to flow, and something comes up, just just use your phone and, and, and yep. record the information. And you will be amazed how quickly you're able to 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 get together a piece of content that that will be great, that people will love to read. And you know, I think one more thing to mention um, on the length of the content, because you said, you know, not every article needs to be or blog post or whatever it is, it needs to be two thousand plus words. Because you're not always just writing for the new people out there that you want to attract to your blog or to your site. But when you write shorter pieces, you can distribute it among your clients, right? They exactly. might want to know how you think about things. And, and right. this helps helps you to yourself to establish yourself among your clients as an expert. Um, so you build a much stronger relationship with yes. them because they yeah. know... That, that you know exactly what is up to date in digital marketing, for example. Those are those are all great points. Yeah, I love I love the voice recording piece, and yeah, I've done that as well. And then even going back to the video, which obviously I, you're recording voice, I would I would just take that video where I I didn't even have a script. I'm just talking through like what I do on a daily basis, and then from there, now I just take that and now I'm just transcribing it. Right? I'm I'm obviously adjusting little things for grammar, but to be honest, I was never a real big writer to begin with either. But that was a way that helped me, you know, piece together content in that way. And then off of that content, I would break out certain sections, right, to create multiple different pieces of content. Um, so yeah, all all those things you mentioned, very important. And then I love the piece about uh, your your existing clients too, because you're you're exactly right. And I know just from from our own experience, you know, we've had clients that are pausing, you know, they're pausing their accounts. And if I were to just go away and, you know, not have any sort of outreach with them, I think, you know, we, you kind of get lost in the shuffle. So like, to your point, we've made it an emphasis to, Hey, any, any information, whether even if it's just an email to where, Hey, I was thinking of some ideas. Uh, here's an email I put together. I know things are tough right now, but what about this, this, and this to at least, uh, let them know that you know you're still providing value to them, even when um, they can't provide anything back to you. So I think that's important, and that goes for clients that are are still haven't had to pause or haven't had to run into any issues. Now's a time for 
hey, you can show how much uh, more value you have than they ever even thought, right? Because they've been so busy with other things. Well, now they have an opportunity to actually see the work that you've been doing and see what expertise you're adding uh, to their business. And hey, we all know renewals always are coming up. And now when you have those conversations, they're going to hold you in such a higher regard because you know they, they know the type of value that you can actually provide to them. Exactly, exactly. So, so far we talked about non-paid media activities, right? Um, right. Things that, that, that are more time-based so people can do it. When it comes to paid media, so pay-per-click, for example, have you seen any interesting trends during this time? I, I would assume that's probably where people start first to cut back. Right? Because if, yeah. if you need to make things tighter or, or basically look at, at, at the dollar twice or whatever the saying is, you probably start to cut back there. Is that in general a good idea from your perspective? So we've seen, I'll, I'll talk to a couple points. So we've, we've seen two polar opposite things happening. You're exactly right. One, we've seen people cutting ad budget right away. So, you know, if there's no new customers that are coming in, or they might have had to close their doors, right? They look at the advertising as, hey, this is a place where we can cut in order to pay employees over this time, right? Because obviously, that's a little, that's more important. Um, so we, we've seen that on one end of the spectrum. But then on the other end of the spectrum, we've also seen certain verticals in which uh, cost per clicks have increased. Uh, competition has gotten more competitive. And I think that speaks to what I was talking about earlier to where people are seeing um, an opportunity to uh, make improvements for their business, capture more market share um, when others are pulling back that might not necessarily be in as good of a position. It really, to give you an exact answer, I don't know that I can do that. It really is a, a case by case basis. Um, but I can speak to our own company. We've gotten more aggressive, actually. So we've increased ad spend, um, especially with like far reaching strategies. So like display type advertising, uh, retargeting of existing uh, site visitors. So we've, we've gotten more aggressive and it's not necessarily because we think that people are going to be making buying decisions right now, because what we found is they are not making buying decisions. A lot of people are in that uh, hold phase. That it, things are uncertain, which honestly, uncertainty, in my opinion, is worse than things being bad, right? Because at least when things are bad, you know, you might have an end in sight, or you can at least strategize over the next six months. But right now, we don't know how long this is going to last. It, three months, six months, what are the after effects, even if things uh, get better and we find um, ways to handle this pandemic. Um, so, so yeah, to my point, it, it, it really depends. But in our own case, we're getting more aggressive because we want to be having conversations right now, regardless of whether or not that person's going to buy from us at that given time. Uh, we're expecting whether, again, it's six months, 12 months down the road, things to normalize or at least get back to some sort of normalcy. And at that point, we've already had the opportunity to start, start to create that relationship and start to create that familiarity. Or even if it's now they've just seen our name and they've seen um, content or they've seen case studies and work that we've done, uh, when when it is to the point where they're ready to buy uh we're at we're top of mind or, or they're, they've thought about us or they have some sort of familiarity with. So 
So that would, that's the approach we're taking. Um, you know, I don't want to speak to for everyone as a, a blanket type approach, but that at least for, for our own business is the approach that we're taking at this time. Interesting. How about website design development, updating your website? From your perspective, is, is that something companies should look into using this time where they might not get as much traffic to their website to, to kind of improve things, update things? No doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, if you're in a situation where you know business is going to slow, then you know going back to some of the topics we touched on earlier is now is a great time to invest in um, those bigger type projects, right? Those projects that are going to take an investment from a time and energy standpoint. Um, but you're laying the groundwork, you're laying the foundation for six months, twelve months down the road. Um, and yeah, I think websites are a great piece, and especially too because of the shift in the way people are going to be doing business now. Um, we recently just spoke with a financial advisory firm and the way that they would generate business is they pick up the phone, call, and they schedule on-site meetings at uh, potential clients' locations. Well, now they can't, they can't do that, right? They can't go and meet. They can't go and uh, sit in somebody's office and provide a presentation. Um, and so they're, they're scrambling in terms of, Okay, we have a website that last time we touched it was 2010. We know we're outdated. Um, we know business is slowing at least a little bit. So let's invest um, in that because we know that things are going to change in terms of how people are finding new business, how people are generating new business. And you and I know this, right? But the trend is shifting faster than ever uh, towards digital, right? Towards online, how people find new businesses. I mean, you even look at you even look at an industry like restaurants, right? Restaurants that weren't prepared for takeout orders or online digital orders and delivery, right? They're, they were scrambling. They still are scrambling. Versus, you know, if you had uh, restaurants that were up to date on the digital piece, they had online ordering ready to go. You know, they're obviously things aren't the same, but at least they were prepared. And now, when things do get back to normal, they've got that avenue and revenue stream that probably more and more people are going to utilize because things aren't going to go back to normal right away. Um, just because I'm in California, just because they say, hey, state's open now, doesn't mean that people are just going to go back to the way they were living before because people are still going to be nervous. They're still going to be scared. They're still going to be cautious. And the only thing I think that's really going to ease that those nerves, it's time, right? It's time and it's it's uh, them seeing trends of things improving and getting better. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, any way that you can upgrade, uh, improve, add that feature that you've been waiting to add, I, I would say there's no better time than right now. And the sooner you can get going on those types of efforts, uh, the better. And you're just going to be able to add so much more value to your customers when they're trying to find your products or services online. Yeah. And I think to add to that, depending on how old your website is, you know, when you know, Rob just said, you know, if your website was built in 2010, it's most likely your website is not updated for the changes that Google has made on their end um, right. to determine which websites are being displayed for certain search queries, right? You need not only a fast loading site, but a lot of traffic these days comes from mobile devices, which means your website needs to be optimized towards mobile devices. 
pages that are very old, most likely are not. They might not render even well on mobile devices, which means you're missing a huge amount of traffic, in this case, equals opportunity, with the group of people that are only using their handset um, in, in, in order to collect information. So that probably, just to add to what, what you just said, Rob, is just underscoring how important it is to, to update your website, not only in a time like this, in general. Yeah. Right. Um, Rob, the, the, last, the last question I have for you before we uh, have to find an end to this podcast is, you know, in situations like these, people are always reminded how important it is to not only have a short-term strategy for their business. From your perspective, what is the best long-term digital marketing strategy for any business? Does something like that exist? And, and if so, how does it look like? Sure. I'm a huge, huge proponent of search engine optimization uh, for long-term business growth and lead development. Uh, it, it's it's a tougher sell sometimes to get people to understand that, hey, look, you're going to be investing for three, four, six months, maybe forever, right? Depending on how competitive your industry is until you know you're starting to generate the fruits of those efforts. Uh, but I take my my own company. You know, we didn't have we didn't have paid advertising budget in year one, year two, year three. Uh, so our only focus was on making our site as optimized as possible and content creation and distribution uh, in order to share our expertise, which plays right into uh, search engine optimization and being displayed and getting exposure online. Uh, that for me is a piece that I try and include in any type of strategy uh, that we're working with with clients. Um, it's just, and it's also that compounding return of traffic too. And so, what I mean by that is when we invest in search engine optimization in month one, that investment pays dividends for us 12 months down the road, 24 months down the road, um, versus, let's say, a paid advertising strategy. Uh, yes, you have that quick win type and where we know we're going to generate traffic. Um, but that investment you make in month one, you're continuously having to make that same investment or a similar investment in order to get similar results, even if you're optimizing those campaigns, right? The, the swing in results is not, as, is not as big versus a search engine optimization campaign to where we're starting to, you know, we can see 10, 15% increases in traffic month over month over month over month or over a period of time, um, which long term just becomes so much more beneficial for the business to where now we're not having to rely on paid traffic to generate new leads. And especially in a time like this, right, to where if there was someone that hadn't been investing in search engine optimization and was only focused on paid advertising strategies, well, now if that budget isn't available for paid advertising uh, strategy, well, now they they're not generating, they can't generate leads because they don't have anything that's going to be that inbound organic side of things. Um, and not only that too, but we find, especially as an agency, the quality of inbound organic leads is tends to be a lot higher. And the reason why is those people are doing their research um, they are looking at other options. They know the landscape, at least, of what competitors are out there. 
versus on the paid side, you know, a lot of times we've found that not that not that um, there aren't quality there, but you know, you have somebody they jump online, they contact the first person they see. And you know, there's a lot of times it's not a fit, you know, it might not be a fit for your business, or you gotta, there's a lot of vetting that has to go on versus with those organic leads, a lot of times, they educate themselves through the content that you've created, they've gotten to the point where they trust you, they reach out to you, and that sell just becomes a lot easier. You don't have to do as much convincing and selling, right? It's more of a, they know what you can bring to the table, you know what you can bring to the table, you have that honest conversation, they have that, they've already valued your company, and now they're ready to move forward. And they've they were ready to move forward even prior to contacting you, right? It's just a matter of uh, you kind of closing closing everything up and, and getting started. So um, long term, I can't stress it enough, search engine optimization. And, and kind of goes back to two where those efforts are... It's just time intensive. And now, we, if, if you have more time and can create content distribute that content. That's going to help search engine rankings. That's going to help people finding you online. I don't think there's any better investment you can make short-term, long-term, whatever your goals may be than a, uh, a solid search engine optimization strategy. Great. Well, Rob, that was, a, I think, a great final, final thought. Make sure that you develop a strategy that is not only focused on paid media, but also on getting traffic from sources where you don't have to you know, pay for it, basically, um, which you have earned at the end of the day. Rob, thank you for joining me on the Performance Delivered podcast and sharing your thoughts on what businesses should be doing during COVID-19. If people want to find out more about you and Flying V Group, how can they get in touch? Yeah, the best way is through our website. Uh, it's flyingvgroup.com. And then um, if, if they'd like to send an email as well, uh, my email address is rfarian at flyingvgroup.com as well. And I encourage people to reach out to me directly and uh, have a conversation or question, whatever it might be. Um, also, all of, our, all of our social media as well. Uh, really, any avenue you prefer, I'd love to hear from everyone. And uh, that'd be a great way to find us. Perfect. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like the Performance Delivered podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.